Hello and welcome to the Heart of Markness podcast. I recorded the first 12 minutes of this podcast and they were good. On my stupid laptop microphone because I selected the wrong mic input even though I thought I didn't. And I tried to fix it and I got it all screwed up in audacity and it became a giant pain in the ass. So I had to delete it because even if I boosted the volume, it still sounded really shitty to the way of like if somebody this is their first thing they're listening to first time listening to it they're gonna be like Ugh, this guy just recorded on his phone kind of so apologies take two episode 65 of the heart of marcus broadcast welcome i'm gonna wing it and try and fill 12 minutes and 30 seconds ha what did i say last time it's a weekly podcast featuring led zeppelin content every thursday led zeppelin or led zeppelin adjacent content and every weekend I do a bonus episode with other bands, uh, from to usually from the classic rock era, and usually from the uh, Gems recording group, who is currently curating and releasing the master tapes from the legendary Saint Mike Millard, who recorded some of the best shows ever, with the best equipment ever, and just made the best audience recordings ever. So that's what I do every week, every week without fail since uh, last July without fail. But I've been doing this for three years, very sporadically. Anyway, what's the subject of tonight's show? It is Led Zeppelin. Well, you know, because you know the title. Led Zeppelin, Seattle, Washington, July 17th, 1973. The boys are on their ninth U.S. tour ninth u.s tour in four years of touring the united states that is more than two tours a year crazy and they have conquered because the first two shows of this tour which were atlanta and tampa maybe i think i might still have all my shit open yes i do i can be professional may 4th 1973, the, the tour opened in Atlanta, Georgia, to an audience of 53,000 people at the Atlanta Fulton County Stadium. The next day, on May 5th, they played Tampa Stadium for 55,000 people. That was the show, I think, that broke the Beatles' record. The one where they opened uh, the Celebration Day reunion thing with that TV report just before Good Times, Bad Times. That's the show. So on the first two days of this tour, they played to 108,000 people. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I get into that a little bit further down the road on this podcast, so I'm not going to go into it much more than that. But I'm going to say for this show, I used two recordings, the first one of which was uh, recommended to me by a patron, Brad See, I, <laughs> on the original recording, I didn't name him. So, Brad, thank you. He uh, shared with me a um, Dario Romero remaster, which is just insane. It uses, let me read you the sources it used, because I read it last time. It used Grand Eloquence, which is a professional DVD of the soundboard. Uh, it also uses a soundboard copy from Lyria Dendron 73 Tour Compilation, along with three 
different audience recordings or three different sources maybe of the same audience recording. I don't think so. Um, one of which is actually a vinyl rip off of the five and a half bootleg. All to matrix and layer over and give the best sound possible. And he he kills it. He kills it. My goodness. It sounds so good. And uh, it is also supplemented with another copy, uh, not another copy, another remastered version from somebody who did, who's, it's almost as good to my ears, and it's a subjective thing, so it might be better for yours. And that is the, what is it? I keep calling them Lurker. No, Zephead 315 Mix, which also uses uses four sources. The gems transfer of the Dave Dar- Departee recording, uh, audience recording. Dad Gad transfer of TMOQ's Live in Seattle 73, which is a vinyl. Another Dad Gad low gen soundboard remaster. And then another professional bootleg TDOLZ's Complete Seattle. We use that one for the end of the show because the sound on that one, the Zep Head 315s, is a little better. Um, a little better than the Dario Romero's as the sources run out. So that's what we're working with today. It is great show. A great show. This tour is a great tour. It's the song remains the same tour. Everybody knows that. And it is just stellar. The sound is great. The audience is great. The band is in great spirits. And these are amazing renditions of the show from this amazing band. Um, I had read in somewhere, I think it might have been, um, I can't remember. I can't remember where I read it. It might have been a forum post. It might have been a Discord. It might have been one of the articles I read preparing for this wonderful night. Um, But it was juxtaposing the Rolling Stones and Led Zeppelin, which Zeppelin was doing at this point. Um, This tour, they had Danny Goldberg, a PR person, which they hadn't had before, because the prior tour, the 72 tour, they kicked ass and outsold the Rolling Stones, but the Stones got all the publicity and press because the Stones had their private jets and they had Truman Capote with them and they were flying with royalty and Lee Radswill and they were the darlings of the media. And those sons of bitches, the Stones, professionally recorded and multi-tracked half of their tour. They also filmed it and released Ladies and Gentlemen, the Rolling Stones. And in 69, they put out a live album, Get Your Yayas Out, and at 1973, Zeppelin hadn't done any of that. So, on the 20th, I believe, yeah, Boston, the 20th of July in Boston, they decided, hey, this tour is winding up. Let's film it and put out a movie. So, with seven days to prepare for a professional film, they decided to film the Madison Square Garden run, 27th, 28th, 29th in July, in, uh, of July in Madison Square Garden. I think they also filmed Pittsburgh, too, and maybe Baltimore. I'm not sure. I can't remember. But, um, yeah, in seven days, they put together The Song Remains the Same, which is why it's patchy and kind of dorky, and you can't watch a whole show, a song start to finish because the film cameras hold about three, I think, three minutes of film, maybe four minutes of film. And, you know, you're hard-pressed to find a four-minute Led Zeppelin song when played live. So, in any case, they put out The Song Remains the Same, which is a great live album and a pretty good concert film. And, (coughs) excuse me, that came out of nowhere. And, uh, 
they nailed it. And I wish they had the Rolling Stones um, way of thinking regarding live recording. Now, the Stones spend a trillion dollars on recording. When they record albums, they just go in the studio and fuck around till something happens. Zeppelin goes in with the songs and nails it, which is how they recorded Presents in 15 days. Oh, but I wish they had spent more, a little more focus and time on multi-tracking and filming their shows. Because, you know, we know by 75, things happened like there was no, uh, there was supposed to be a whole other leg of the 75 tour. But speaking of legs, Robert broke his horribly in a car crash um, after the 75, after the Earl's Court shows. So he was out of commission for a year. He recorded presence in a wheelchair. I mean, he was he was he was fucked up, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and then, of course, 77, they were rumored to uh, want to film later in the tour, which never happens again because of the tragic um, loss of Robert Plant's son nixing that. So we've got Nebworth, which was filmed for the giant video screens. And on the DVD, they made a great job of that. But. Zeppelin never got around to doing the great concert film they wanted to do. And the song remains the same is great because they're great, but they could have really, man, I, I just wish there was more. I'm greedy, very, very greedy. But uh, I know I'm not alone in that sentiment. So thank God for these people who recorded these shows, who got a hold of these soundboard tapes. And um, the reason the soundboards from the 73 tour don't sound as awesome as the soundboards from the 75 tour. It's because they were recorded with a Sony tape deck where by 75, the, uh, the monitor mixer who was recording these shows switched to the same rig that Mike Millard used on Nakamichi D550. I think it was. So that's the reason why the 75 soundboards are so spectacular because it's just done with an amazing tape deck. Oh my goodness! Yeah, the um, the mixer, the the boys in the monitors on the stage got different mixes. Each one got their own mix from a guy on Jimmy's side of the stage, not the mixer that's doing the house mix out in the crowd. And he would do different mixes to give uh, Jonesy, you know, Jonesy could hear to hear more Jimmy in the mix, maybe because he doesn't need to hear himself, but he needs to hear what Jimmy's doing. Jimmy gets more Jonesy and um, Bon. I don't know if they get more Bonzo because Bonzo's right there beating the shit out of everything. But everybody gets a mix tailored to what they need and want to hear. And those things are then recorded, which is why you might get a bass-heavy mix from a soundboard. Because, oh, that's the feed that's going to Bonzo. So he knows what the fuck is up. Um, Or you might hear a guitar-heavy mix because you go, oh, that's the feed going to Jonesy. So he knows what the heck is up. See, I'm trying to get better with my language, folks. And, um, man, I have a minute and a half to eat up. Because if I stop now, then I have to move 8 million different little song segments and go click, 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 click. Am I going to do that? Am I going to do that? No, let's find something. Let's find something to read. So, yep, the ninth American tour, May 4th, 1973, ending on July 29th, 1973. Two legs of the tour. They took a, um, a break between after June 3rd, Englewood Forum, which we've heard before. They resumed on the 6th of July in Chicago. And this is the first tour that they had, the Starship, the big airplane. 
So they would stay like in Chicago and fly out of Chicago and they would stay in L.A. and fly out of L.A. rather than taking little Learjets here there because the boys didn't like to fly. It was scary. They were not fans at all. I know Bonzo wasn't. I know Jimmy wasn't. And I don't believe Peter Grant was a fan. So they got their big giant airplane with a fireplace, an organ, a wet bar and a waterbed. I think it was a waterbed. I know it's a giant circular bed. Yay, 12 minutes. We're coming up on it. La, 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 la. All right. We are close enough, friends. Here we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the song we're going to listen to is Rock and Roll.
Hey guys, I apologize. I don't know what happened. I again recorded my audio from my laptop, stupid laptop microphone, even though I'm holding my beautiful professional microphone to my chest right now, and it's lit up. I'm a bonehead, but I like what I recorded, and I didn't want to re-record it, so sorry for the disparity in sound quality. It's all on me. I should have noticed it because I'm looking at the sound waves on um, Audacity going, wow, that level's not very high. I'm holding the goddamn thing right up to my mouth. So sorry, I was a bonehead. But Led Zeppelin is great, and now I'm using the right mic. (laughs) So let's move along, shall we? Alrighty, we got rock and roll out of the way. And uh, what am I going to play next? You know, I think I am going to play the beautiful unbelievably sublime it keeps kind of making me want to listen to the the song remains the same version of Sibley because it's a similar arrangement because it's the same tour Um, but brilliant since I've been loving you and let's hear it this is also Dario Romero remaster which I will have on heartofmarkness.com for your pleasure when I get it up there so Let's bop into since I've been loving you, cause let's keep this rolling. Why you bring brief, Mark? Sounds like you're in a hurry. Does somebody have a gun to your head? Are you safe? Yeah, I'm totally safe. I'm totally safe. I am also totally waiting for my dinner to arrive. I have a delicious burger and tater tots arriving, cause I'm an adult. And uh, they're almost here. So let's listen to the show. And by the time I come back, I will have eaten. All right. Thank you very much. Since I've been loving you, Seattle, Washington. It's excellent. Dudes, you're going to like it. Thank you. 
Tears, they fell like rain Don't you see them fall? 
bit of difference on the monitor in here. I can't hear a thing. Can you do something about it, Jack? Right, this is... Uh... I had a burger. It was so good. It was very yummy. Alrighty. That's, that's Sibley, since I've been loving you. It was unbelievable. And the sound quality, unbelievable. And the other one, Lurkers, sounds virtually identical. It is just... The people that make this happen, where you have a, 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 an excellent audience recording, obviously, and an excellent soundboard, or a very good soundboard, then to blend it together, first of all, how hard does it is it, do you think, to sync it up perfectly? Or almost perfectly. Um, to the point where there's not that since since I've I've been been loving you of having those two things playing at the same time. Making sure that both of their speeds are one hundred percent exact so it doesn't drift later on in the show. And and then to find the areas where the tape drops out, where they or where they flip the tape, or batteries die or something, and find another source to patch that in and keep it as smooth as possible. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I don't think I have the ears for it anymore, but I would really like to get into doing that myself. Um, tremendous respect. Yay, Dario. Romero, whoever you are, wherever you are, you're doing God's, God's work, son. That was just crazy good. That was crazy good. Jimmy is... The reason I do this podcast and the reason you're listening. Actually, I'm more of a Robert. Okay, fine. They're all great. Holy moly. Guacamole. All right, what am I going to play for you next? What are we in? We're about a half an hour in. And I've got a Dazed and Confused that's more than a half an hour long. Alright, we'll pack the shorter songs in this one. What else we got? Oh. Misty Mountain Hop. Right, exactly. Now we're going to do the ocean. Because if I was going to do Misty Mountain Hop, I would have done the whole thing. Misty Mountain Hop gone into Sibley. But I don't like Misty Mountain Hop, so I avoid it. Plus, it's not a, it's not one where there's like a lot of variation. It's like Black Dog. It's essentially played the same every night. But one of these days, I'll throw it in there. Okay, but not today, because I already did Sibley. But I will do the Ocean which switches over, as I said earlier, if you were paying attention, were you paying attention, to the Lurker version. Let me find the full thing, full name, because he doesn't have it in his notes, but I don't want to... Not Lurker, I'm so stupid. Zephead 315. Well, I apologize, Zephead 315, for calling you Lurker. I'm a doofus. But if you listen to this podcast, you know this. Alrighty, this is the Lurker 315 mix. And it is a great marathon performance. And uh, bu -bu 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 oh, I already read what they do and how they do it. Uh, we're going to listen to the Ocean, which is solely taken from 
the DadGad transfer of the Trademark Equality's vinyl live in Seattle 73, which means all the other tapes must have run out. Because it is... Well, it looks like it's the Encore. Okay, it's the Encore. And um, it's funny because Bonzo gives Robert a little shit, throws him a little shade in the intro when he goes, you know, we've done four already, but now we're steady. And he says, and dummy went one, two, three, four. And he said that because uh, earlier in the show, Robert was giving him some grief and they're buddies. So Bonzo gave it back. That explains that. So here we go. The Zephead 315 source of the Great Seattle Show. The Ocean. Yeah. Enjoy it, friends. I'm going to eat my tater tots. Do-da, do-da. You cannot have some. <laughs> that Eddie Murphy. I got my ice cream. I got some ice cream. You cannot have some. All right. The Ocean.
Thank you. And it's a good night from the four lads. Ah, the four lads. They were all still in their 20s at this point. In their 20s. Jesus H. Apocalypse. That's crazy. <clears throat> hail, hail, rock and roll. I love that. I love that. Now, I decided to make this a two-parter because Dazed and Confused is... 35 minutes long and we're 38 minutes into the podcast. So since it's a two-parter, I didn't want to end it early. So I'm going to throw Heartbreaker in, even though it comes after or before the ocean. So I'm sorry. And I am again flipping to the Dario Romero remaster because it seems to use other sources or more sources. It just sounds better to my ears. Your mileage may vary. So let's hear a delicious... Oh no, before I do that, let me read you a little. A few quotes from the boys about the 73 tour. Jimmy Page recalled, What I remember about that 1973 tour is that we arrived in America and we did 53,000 in Atlanta and then 55,000 at the following concert in Tampa, Florida. Two concerts, 108,000 people. That's the population of a small city. <clears throat> it was clear that if people were going to come along to see us in those kind of numbers, we weren't going to have problems doing concerts that would fulfill the demand. It was phenomenal, though. The audience reaction was just with us, you know? And then Robert had his own recollections of the tour. I'm just reading this off of Wikipedia, so <clears throat> you can find it yourself. And this is Robert. And you could tell, totally tell it's Robert. I remember that tour rather like the lyrics to the Battle of Evermore. A flash, really fast, lots of battles and conquests, and the din of the hordes. So much happened in such a short time. It was phenomenal. The kind of speed we were moving at, the creative juices in the air, the whole thing was just an absolute mix, mixture of adrenaline, chemical, euphoria. And there were no breaks. We couldn't stop what was happening. We had no idea what it even was. We just kept trying to push forward every show. <clears throat> it's interesting because... It, <clears throat> excuse me. It was a quantum jump from headlining and doing Madison Square Garden and all that stuff just the year before LA Forum. In 72, they were already at the top of the world. But the Stones did their tour and had more press... So it was like nobody knew that they were the biggest thing in the entire world. So they got Danny Goldberg to do PR for them. They got the Starship for this tour, the jet, the Led Zeppelin jet that looks so badass. And it's not a little Lear jet. No, no, no. It's a giant vroom vroom jet with a fireplace, waterbed, all kinds of shit. 720 passenger jet. 720B Boeing passenger jet. Unreal. And then they drop down into the States and the first two gigs they play on their tour, they're playing to 108,000 people. Unbelievable. Yeah. I get it at this point. At this point, they're, they're not controlling the machine. The machine is, is they're, they're, they're part of the machine. So I understand that it must just be crazy and surreal and frenetic. 
God bless them. All right. Switching back. And thank you, Brad. I don't think I mentioned your name. Oh, patron, my patron. For this wonderful, wonderful Dario Romero remastered source that otherwise I wouldn't have found. I couldn't even find it online. He shared his copy with me, and it is so good, and I will share it with you, for that is how it works. One hand washes the other. Let's... All right, Heartbreaker. Sorry, guys, starting to drift a little. Um, Heartbreaker. Now, what I love about Heartbreaker on this tour especially, I always love Heartbreaker because it's just a badass song and it's fun. But um, what I love on this tour is is Bonzo's intro. You know, broom, ba-da. So good. And if it's so good, why are we listening to your mouth, Mark? Why aren't we listening to the song? Excellent question. Let's listen to the song. Heartbreaker. With your 44. Nope, not that one. The other one. Here we go.
Apologies, apologies, apologies for the abrupt end. The reason for it is, instead of going into the end of Heartbreaker, with Robert singing the little bit last verse, uh, Bonzo does another little fill, and then they go into Whole lot of Love. So that's the reason for the abrupt cut. I apologize. We'll probably listen to Whole lot of Love next week when we listen to Dazed and Confused. But right now, I think I have given you your money's worth. We're coming up on... 52 minutes and I have yet to read my litany of bullshit which is which is what mark which is what why whoops patreon patreon would you like to support this podcast would you like to give me a better quality of life would you like to read the update to patreon's privacy policy I do not um you are welcome to become a patron if you like what I do. I do Zeppelin and Jimmy Page, usually themed stuff. Always Zeppelin or a Zeppelin-related podcast every Thursday for your listening pleasure. And it's free. It'll always be free. So don't worry about that if you don't want to or you can't. It's weird to pay something every month. Um, you're welcome to, and I welcome you to do it. And uh, thanks again to Brad, my beloved patron, for who's king of the patrons today yes brad is king of the patrons today because he is awesome and not only is he awesome he upped his patronage level which makes him even awesomer god bless you sir and now i am going to read the roll call of the people upon whose backs shoulders necks head shoulders knees and toes this podcast rests we've got rob wayne brad king of the patrons dan yell i still have that santana podcast i'm gonna do it saturday i'm gonna do it saturday <laughs> note then i have the ron howard arrested development voiceover he didn't do it saturday but i'll do it eventually tracy peter mark van dyke <gasps> i read your whole name sorry mark Sorry, I've known him. Shit. 40 years. Thanks, Mock. David, Bill, Mimo, and Avi. Thank you all. Thank you all. Thank you all for supporting this podcast, for paying for the hosting on SoundCloud and the cloud server on Mega, and paying for the website, heartofmarkness.com, which leads me to heartofmarkness.com. I put the podcasts up there. I put other posts up there, music-related, non-music-related, comedy, etc. And where applicable, and it's applicable this week, the full show from which I uh, create the podcast. So you'll be able to get this entire concert. I'm going to throw up the Dario Romero version because except for like the last two songs, it's, it's in, in, to my ears, preferable. I'm not going to say superior because it's a subjective thing. I like it a little better, just a little better. So you're going to get it because I like you. And I like the patrons just a little better. So yeah, hotofmarkness.com is where you go to find the shows. Bum, bum. And uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Heart of Markness. Facebook, we have a Facebook group, a Heart of Markness Facebook group. With lots and lots of people in there, going up to almost 80 people in there. It is really awesome. Come join it. You are welcome. You are welcome. 
And if you feel like you want to support the podcast but don't want to do it on a monthly basis, because that's a commitment, uh, I have a a, uh, cash tag for the cash app, dollar sign, heart of Markness, if you feel like kicking me some dough. Again, it is a... Oh, look at that. That's interesting. It is a... What the fuck? I lost my train of thought because my computer went... Yeah, I think this laptop might be getting close to the end of its days. Whatever. We'll deal with that. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. All right, everybody. Thank you very much. Patrons are good. You are good. Listeners are good. And um, another way to help, if you feel like helping, if you're like, this is awesome, which is what I'm going for, um, leave a review. It, it take you know it's it's a pain in the ass and it, but thank you and it, here's how it helps you hear this on every podcast because it's true if you leave a review on whatever podcast platform you're on because this is on a zillion of them so if you're on Stitcher you can leave a review on Stitcher on iTunes Google Play whatever um, leaving a review good or bad leave a good one um, it increases my relevance it tells the almighty AI that rules us all that when someone searches for Led Zeppelin or Jimmy Page or now classic rock podcast, the almighty AI will look at that and go, well, this one seems to be fairly relevant. I'll show them this one. So that's a great way to help. Doesn't cost nothing but a little bit of time and really, really really has an effect so thank you everybody for listening i hope you're all okay you're good to yourselves good to each other and um for anyone wondering what the hell is happening in my beloved city of portland oregon uh it is not on fire it is not under siege it is not a war zone it's a regular town i'm downtown every single day And except for a two-block radius where there are protests, it's fine. But the rioters and the looters, and they're burning. It's fine. It'll all work out. So, again, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and I will see you this weekend for a bonus episode that, if I am in any way a decent person, will be the Santana show that I promised my dear friend and patron, Danielle. So, uh, it's sure to be something else. <laughs> You're like, Mata Hoople! Um, whatever. Anyways, thank you very much, everybody. Be good. I'll see you later.